0: with AWB Contract Templates. I think
1: we need to go back to that, whether it's Instagram or LinkedIn. Oh, LinkedIn's super boring too. But like, you know, all these other platforms and come at it from a place of like caring, vulnerability, play and experimentation and be willing to look stupid because the people that are willing to fail most are the people that are gonna be most successful in 2021.
2: When I think about some of the most iconic brands and humans over the years that have inspired me, they've all stood out. They've all been unique. And yet, when we think about social media, there's this energy of perfectionism and fitting in. But how does that make us stand out? How does that make us memorable? And how does that support the people witnessing us feeling something? You're listening to Flaunt Your Fire, the branding and visibility podcast where we own our values as we amplify our influence. I am your host, India Jackson, and I get so fired up about this conversation around perfectionism and fitting in. I mean, it's just such a big thing that comes up when we decide that we want to take the leap and become more visible or be more consistent with our visibility or amp up our visibility and try some new things and be visible in new ways. And there's so much around like this cliche conversation of like, oh, you know, perfectionism is a thief of joy or don't fit in, you don't have to fit in, just be yourself, right? But rarely do we get to have a conversation with someone who is pointing out some tangible things that you can do to really begin to let go of this perfectionism. And that is why I am so excited to be chatting with Jeff Harry again with you today. Jeff Harry combines positive psychology and play to help teams and organizations navigate difficult conversations and assist individuals in addressing their biggest challenges through embracing a play-oriented approach to work. In his work, Jeff was selected by Bamboo HR and Engagely as one of the top 100 human resource influencers of 2020. And he's been featured in the New York Times, Mashable, Upworthy, Shondaland. He's also been on the Pause on the Play podcast. And he's been a previous guest here at Flaunt Your Fire. So if you haven't already, please check out that episode. You're definitely going to listen to that leading up until this one because it provides a lot of context for where we're going today. Jeff has worked with some incredible brands. And by incredible, I mean big names, y'all. I'm talking Google, Microsoft, Southwest Airlines, Adobe, NFL. Uh, He's even worked with Amazon and Facebook, helping their staff to infuse more play into the day-to-day. And in today's episode, Jeff is really digging in with me. I mean, we're going to be talking about why perfectionism and cookie-cutter photos and captions aren't helping your public image at all. We're gonna be talking about how fear of being canceled encourages a culture of perfectionist online, and why acknowledging our mistakes when we make them helps to humanize our brand and deepen trust, believe it or not. We're gonna be even sharing a experiment that Jeff is gonna guide you through that helps you discover your most aligned way to play. And how you can begin to take that information and what you learn from that experiment to begin to play with your social media presence and bring the fun back to it. So if you're ready to dig in, I know I am. So let's get this show on the road. It's something that we've talked about over on the Pause and the Play podcast quite a bit. And I completely agree with you that when, number one, it's okay to make mistakes And many times they're not actually mistakes. They're experiments that give you data and you can work with that data. It means you're actually out there trying, you know? And if you happen to hurt somebody or their feelings or say something that's not inclusive or ableist or whatever, you have the opportunity to go back and apologize. And there's so many times that I've seen firsthand that people have more respect for that Mm -hmm. than they do these brand bots, these, Mm -hmm. as I call them, brand robots, you know, Mm -hmm. that are perfect about everything. And we never make mistakes. And, I mean, it just feels completely dehumanized. There's so much room to draw a deeper connection with people, through your experimentation and mistakes.
1: Right, exactly. And and this is why I talk about the whole idea of play being the opposite of perfection. I think a lot of times, think about when we first started jumping on social media. It was just an experiment we were just playing. But then once you got a certain level of followers, then you were like, oh, well, what do my followers want? Oh, I gotta be perfect in these ways. And oh, you know, I, I might lose people or, or I might offend people. And the more we start th- like trying to be perfect, th- the less we're able to actually play and actually show up as our our full self. And I think a lot of times we're scared of showing up as our authentic self because you might get rejected. That's totally true. That's a possibility. But also, you might then also attract people that can't currently see you because you're holding up this perfection facade right? And, you know, a lot of people say this about Instagram in relation to TikTok, like Instagram is the perfect sister while TikTok is the ratchety cousin, right? I want to hang out with the ratchety cousin, dude. There's so many people that like are just acting and acting all weird on TikTok and they're just being their strangest selves. And that's what makes it such a safe platform to play. Like people are, I I like things even before I watch the whole video. That's how much support I'm all about on TikTok. You don't see that on Instagram. And the more that we're willing to be more vulnerable and support one another and not hate on each other as much, the more you can create that atmosphere of a playground.
2: You know, I don't know about you, Jeff, but for me, um, I can say that when people started to try to be perfect and focus on like having the perfect Instagram grid Mm -hmm. And you were able to pre-schedule your post because remember back in the day, you had to take yep. your pictures in Instagram yep. <laughs> from your phone. Yep. That was the days that the beginning of Instagram no longer being fun and no longer feeling like play and no mm. longer being exciting to be on began. I mean, the more I saw people needing to convince themselves that they had to show up perfect and they had to do everything so aesthetically pleasing and say all the right things and make right. no mistakes are the right. days that, honestly, the whole energy of the space changed.
1: It totally changed. It it turned from like a really fun dance club into like, you know, a preppy like golf resort where no one can, you know, like, it's just so, it's so boring. And the part that just blows my mind is everyone is trying to, like what? Gain followers, right? Or gain influence, or or be unique, right? So then, why is everyone posting the same pictures, why <laughs> right? Is everyone it's like posting a picture from their millennium pool that they don't own, that they just happen to get, you know, in the per, and then and then they're looking out into like the abyss of maybe the city or or some like beautiful island, and then of course in the com or you know in the description they just say. Just relaxing, or some other <laughs> story, like just not acknowledging the fact that like this like picture cost you thousands of dollars to make, right? And just you know, with the the most ridiculous quiet comment, just like just a regular day, just being me, and you're like, that's bullshit, dude. This is such bullshit. <laughs> like, oh man, it just it just blows my mind because. You know the reason why I love TikTok so much is because people are so weird and so strange, and their experiments are working. My friend Erin, you know, last year hopped on TikTok only to only to monitor her her daughter. Erin also just happened to be an actress who really had made up a bunch of characters that she never got to play. So she just all of a sudden started to create them on TikTok. She created like this Karen character that became really viral. And she created this disapproving mother. And then all of a sudden she had like 10 characters. And now she has like a following, I don't know, like 70, 100,000. I don't know, a huge amount of following. But she has a community that actually comes and meets with her on Zoom sometimes, and and they just all hang out together. And she and the whole goal for her when she joined it was, I just want to have fun and I just want to make people laugh. And people celebrate that there. So I think we need to go back to that. Whether it's Instagram or LinkedIn, all oh, LinkedIn super boring too. But like you know, all these other platforms, <laughs> and come at it from a place of like caring, vulnerability, play, and experimentation, and be willing to look stupid. Because the people that are willing to fail most are the people that are going to be most successful in 2021.
2: Ah, oh, Thank you for laying that out. I completely agree with you. And it's just been so interesting in what I specifically do of seeing so many people say that they want to stand out, um, but continuing to do the things that make them fit in. Mm-hmm. So- Jeff, I mean, you're giving people permission and so am I to play and experiment and be imperfect. That is what's going to call in your people. And yeah, you might get some haters, you might get some assholes in the process, but you'll get at least 10 times more people that completely love on everything that it is that you're doing and they're there with you for the long haul because they like the real humans behind your brand, including you and not the facade that you're putting up.
1: Right. And also, if you're getting a lot of haters or a lot of trolls, consider that a badge of honor because that means you're doing something. That means you're actually disrupting. Like, if you're not getting anything, if you're playing it safe, then, you know, that's why maybe you're not growing or that's why maybe you're like, you you know, you're not really taking the big risks. Like, you know, I can't believe I'm quoting We Bought a Zoo, you know, from (laughs) Matt Damon, but, you know, they say, he says, like, all you need is 20 seconds of insane courage, 20 seconds of sheer bravery and everything can change. Everything can change with one risky post, one big, powerful, vulnerable post and you can that can happen at any time whether that's a blog, whether that's your video, whether that's an Instagram like story, whatever that case may be. You know, that's when so much can change for you and I think a lot of times we're so scared of people seeing the real us, yet at the same time, we want people to see the real us. So the only right. to do that is to like, is to be out there and to try. And, you know, and I'll, I'll say this, you know, a lot of times people are like, well, how do you play more? I don't know how to play more. You know, one of the play experiments I do with a lot of my clients um, is I have them reach out to three of to five of their closest friends. And you can do this with your followers as well, but I definitely suggest reaching out to friends that really know you. And you ask them these two questions what impact have i had on your life that's the first question like like what do you what do i do for you like why are we friends so like what impact do i have on your life and the second question is when have you seen me come most alive and that's from the howard thurman quote of like don't ask what the world needs ask what makes you come alive because what the world needs is for more people to come alive right so another way of asking when have you seen me come most alive is like when have you seen me most playful most creative most myself, right? So when you ask those two questions, what impact have I had on your life? And when have you seen me come most alive? And you get the answers back from those three to five people. Oh, all the love and appreciation is oh, just It's amazing. And then you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't even realize I impacted your life in that way. Oh my goodness, that is how I play. That is what makes me come alive. And then you can reach back out to those three to five friends and you're like, help me to play more in these specific ways. And when you do that, that's all of a sudden when you start coming up with ideas for posts that you never even thought possible, as well as coming up with ideas that make you nerve sighted, right? Nervous and excited. And you're like, oh my gosh, should I post this? I'm so scared to post it. That's a sign that you should.
2: <laughs> oh, nerve sighted. I'm stealing that. <laughs>
1: oh, it's not mine. I don't know who came up with it, but it's great.
2: <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. Those are such powerful questions to ask. And I can see how the answers can contribute to what you shared as well as provide so much insight like mm-hmm. of what you need to do more of.
1: Yeah. And I think <laughs> the other part that we realize or, or we forget Is, you know, part of the reason why we don't play as much as adults is because of this answer 148,000 no's. So by the time you reach the age of 18, you've heard the word no approximately 148,000 times, according to certain studies. And you've only heard the word yes eight to 10,000 times, depending on who raised you right? Then we go to school where we're asked to raise our hands all the time and ask for permission. And then we have adults constantly shooting on us all the time. You should do this. You should do that. You should be a doctor when you grow up. You should be a lawyer. And you're like, I'm six years old. Why are you giving me advice at six years old? I don't understand. (laughs) And then you go to social media when you're a teen and you are inundated with more information in a day than most people in the 1950s received in an entire year. And most of that information being told to you is you're not enough. Keep buying stuff from Amazon and keep binge watching Netflix. But one thing you should not do is be yourself. One thing you should not do is play. Don't be your weird, nerdy, strange self because then you won't be buying stuff from me, right? So <laughs> so the more – we it's such a rebellious, revolutionary act to play. Because you're fighting all of these societal standards and you also have to understand that all of these apps, whether it's TikTok or Instagram or Clubhouse or whatever, Facebook, they're designed by many attention engineers and these attention engineers also design many things that, were, that, were, um, that exist in casinos So a lot of times it's all about making you addicted. It's designed to get you to dead scroll. It's designed to make you feel like crap. You know, it's designed to have you constantly look for your likes. That is what we're fighting the majority of the time. So I think we constantly are beating ourselves up when, when we're dealing with all that. And then we internalize it and we think, is it just me? And it's not just you. We're all going through this this question of why am I not feeling enough? And it's because there's been such propaganda to tell us we're not enough when we're more than enough and we can kick ass right now.
2: Yes. (laughs) I have a bit of a personal question to ask you as we start to wrap up the episode. Sure, Um, It's been a lot in the last uh, year and a half in the United States, specifically both with the global pandemic, as well as for people who identify as being black or brown. And I know that you've had experiences with both being in the United States and being a black or brown man in America. Um, And I'm curious to know from that perspective, as everyone is hearing you talk about play and positive psychology, you know, what is the main thing that's truly allowed you to continue to show up and flaunt all of the amazing, nerdy, funny fire that you have inside of you on social media, despite the world circumstances?
1: That's a great question. So for anyone that doesn't know, so my background, I'm Vincentian. You know, my dad's from the Caribbean, a small island off the coast of Barbados, just had a huge volcano, which we've been fundraising for because it's just been crazy. So I'm, I'm Half Vincy, um, and then I'm half Filipino. So you know, whether it's been through BLM or the Stop Asian Hate movement, it's just been this roller coaster ride of emotions. And the way in which I've actually interpreted, I did this a lot during the BLM, you know, protests when I couldn't be out there. Is I would make videos challenging. Power structures, but I would use humor to do it. You know, I would. I'm all about flipping the patriarchy. I'm all about you know addressing toxic masculinity directly, right? You know, and all the misogyny and all that. Just all the just all the fucking bullshit. Much of it coming from the pale male stale group, you know. (laughs) And it's just like you know, and that has actually helped me to process. So when I'm actually making videos, sometimes they're angry videos and there's nothing funny about them. They're just like, I'm just like pointing out, you know, police violence and, and the contradictories of it, or talking about how slave patrols connect to police violence now, or, you know, or, you know, or I go right at trolls by actually making videos that mock them. Like I remember making a video on LinkedIn, you know, that went sort of viral about like all those slimy DM people that are constantly telling you seven figures, you know, let me help you with seven figures. Let me 10X your business. And you're like, ew, dude, like, get out of my DMs. Like, what are you doing? And I can't imagine all the women that have to deal with that with like nasty dudes, gross, gross, Peter, I don't want your nasty DMs, okay? So (laughs) just like, you know, so the more I was able to create from a place of protest, that actually really helped me to actually get through and process a lot of this. The creating really helped me. So I don't know if that helps your, your audience, but I think a lot of times we go to numbing, when we're feeling bad and, and there's no hate on that. Like, hey, do whatever you have to do to, to take care of yourself. But if the numbing is not giving you joy after a while, right? if it's not actually addressing the issue, um, then consider creating. Because I think a lot of times we run to numbing, but by running to numbing, we also prevent ourselves from actually having immense amounts of, amounts of joy because we're so scared of feeling immense amount of sadness. But that is part of the human condition. That's what actually makes life worth living. That's what I learned a lot about from positive psychology, like actually feeling all of the feelings. There's something magical about beautiful sadness. And I think a lot of times we run to the numbness, but then we lose the magic of actually living and feeling all the feelings that make life worth living.
2: Ooh, I can't even add anything to what you said. Um, <laughs> it's so insightful and I couldn't agree more that it's all the feelings. Um, and many of the listeners may not know, but at the time, give me some context at the time of recording this, I actually just recently lost my mother less than a week ago. So I am here with you. And yes, it's, the full spectrum of emotions that allow us to actually fully experience that joy. And that does mean that you have to also embrace the pain. One of the things that stands out to me about our entire conversation here um, that I don't want to be lost is that you really embody play into everything that you're doing. And I think one of the side effects of that as well is that even when There were times where you've been processing some of the things that make you angry that are happening in the world or that you wish that, um, a lot like I do sometimes, we can wave a magic wand and change systemic racism or Mm. change systemic issues. Um, The videos that you're creating also on the other side are able to capture people's awareness about different concerns and issues and honestly challenges of the world in a way that maybe someone else whose delivery is very harsh or or just different may not land the same way. Um, being able to share kind of that funnier and interesting and honestly sometimes sarcastic aspect of some of your workplace videos and things like that, you know, it's created a community around you that I've been so grateful to just witness that. Look forward to those videos and look forward to being able to increase the awareness of what you're talking about by sharing them with others. So, if you're listening and you can relate to, to Jeff and what we're sharing here today, you know, keep creating. You never know who you may change their perspective, mm-hmm. their insight, their approach to life, their give back component what they think about themselves, how they see themselves. You just never know how the things that you're creating can really change people's lives.
1: Ooh. And and can I add one piece to that? Because it's so awesome. Mm, 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 mm. (laughs) This is not about you, frankly. This is the idea that someone is waiting for you to do you so they can do themselves, so they can actually take their risk. They can't take a risk until you take your risk. They are waiting for you to be alive so they can be alive. And that is the ripple effect that you can have. When we a lot of times talk about changing the world or impacting the world, we're like, oh, how do I do it? Just do the thing that makes you come most alive because someone is waiting for you to do it. And it could be, you know. Uh, a friend of yours, it could be your kids, it could be a mentee, it could be someone that is watching you that you know, don't even know is paying attention to you, and they're waiting. They're waiting for you to show the fuck up. So my question to your listeners is, are you ready to show up and do the thing that makes you come most
2: alive? Absolutely. fucking <laughs> Well, now that you've dropped the mic... <laughs>
1: I think I'm waving a towel now I'm so excited
2: (laughs) I would love for you to share with the listeners where they can check out all of your amazing video content and learn more about you and your services
1: sure so if you you want to see my nerdy videos uh, my handle's at Jeff Harry Plays, J-E-F-F-H-A-R-R-Y-P-L-A-Y-S. And that's my handle on everything. TikTok, Instagram, Medium, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, all of that. Uh, And then if you want to come to my website, my playful website, um, (laughs) to uh, rediscoveryourplay.com and click on this let's play button where I have all these play activities you can actually do to introspectively learn more about yourself. And you can then also hop on a call with me and we can talk about how you can kick ass in the world by doing the thing that makes you come most alive all by playing more.
2: Uh, I love it. And if you've been listening to this episode and you want to be able to be around more people like Jeff, I'm going to encourage you to head over to Posma Play the Community. It's a great way to meet people who are doing things differently. They're challenging the way things have always been done, and they're disrupting the current system, the current paradigm that we have. And it's such an incredible place to network. And to collaborate and to meet great people like Jeff, to have onto your podcast and in your community and invite them to speak. Jeff is available for paid speaking engagements. Pay the man. (laughs) Just saying. (laughs) Thank you, Jeff.
1: Thanks so much. This has been amazing.
2: You know, since the original recording of this episode, I had the pleasure of working with Jeff co-founder of Pause on the Play, Erica Corday and I actually invited Jeff into our community uh, to speak and to be a part of our Dropping the Veil event and Jeff was on an incredible panel and so I just want to say as someone who has now personally worked with Jeff that all the amazingness that I said here is just as true times 20 when you actually pay the man. So go check out his website and keep him top of mind as a speaker for an event that you're having, someone who can come in and do workshops with your team, your community. He's just a great all around person. And so I think just being able to connect with Jeff, even on social media, adds one more amazing and funny and ray of sunshine kind of human to your contact sphere. And speaking of work and business, I'm going to encourage you to open up your podcast app right now and do a search for Challenge the Politics in Your Workplace with Jeff Harry. There you will find the Pause and the Play episode where there's just this incredible conversation happening with Jeff about what's happening in the workplace Of what's happening and this great exit of so many people leaving certain positions and roles and companies, and really what he thinks is happening underneath that. He's even giving you some insights of how to push back against, you know, companies treating things like business as usual, really beginning to be able to play in your workplace. So you can hear more of Jeff over on the Pause and the Play podcast. And if you haven't already, like make sure you follow the Pause in the Play podcast. You can get updated because a lot of times the guests here that you are knowing, liking, and loving are sharing a whole different side of who they are and what is on their mind and heart over at Pause in the Play. This episode of Font Your Fire is brought to you by Pause in the Play. You can learn more about its community, its workshops, its podcast, and even Catch the replay of Jeff's public speaking engagement dropping the veil with us by heading over to pauseontheplay.com and checking out all the goodness and juiciness that we have over there to bring to you. Again, that is pauseontheplay.com. The Flaunt Your Fire podcast is recorded on the stolen land of my brother's ancestors, the Scattaway people. This land is known by many as the capital of the United States, Washington, D.C. and its surrounding area.
0: Ready to get clear on what matters? Let's do this. and then sharing this information across your team explicitly. This is what creates confidence and integrity in what it is that you are creating and sharing with the world. Visit pauseontheplay.com forward slash explicit to learn more about this collaborative and interactive workshop and sign up today. Ready to lead through your values?